Hello, I'm Annie. And I'm Maggie. And you're listening to Chad. <laughs> Good Monday morning. Oh, Good Monday but morning. Monday when we're posting this. Good Wednesday. Oh, morning. Good Wednesday morning. <laughs> I probably should have said to um in previous episodes that we're going to a bi-weekly posting every other week. Is that bi-weekly? Yeah. Just for the time being, because things are, things are still moving around. Things are still switching up. (laughs) Yep. We, we make plans to do this and then life happens and then, you know, yes. Yeah, I'm going to be switching around and then Maggie might be moving again soon. So that's going to throw another monkey wrench in the way. So mm-hmm. yeah, just expect every two weeks. But yeah, we threw up an episode and then we waited a week and I was like, I bet people are like, what the, <laughs> what the heck? Where have you been? <laughs> why, why do you do, why do you build me up buttercup <laughs> just to let me down? <laughs> <sighs> So, um, Mags, speaking of life, how's that been going? Do you have anything fun going on in your world or anything good that has happened recently? Um, funny you should ask, Angelique. Um, yeah, I, um, I don't know how this like all came together, but I moved home and, uh, I met somebody Ooh. Um, <laughs> shortly thereafter um so he's a great guy his name's marty uh he's he's a chicago boy chicago <laughs> he's a he's a chicago irish catholic uh and we have been spending a lot of time together and it's been really great it's uh I think we're both kind of pinching ourselves. I think we're just both kind of at that place where, I don't know, I've dated people in the past and either like they were really into me and I wasn't really into them or I, or I was really into them and they weren't really into me, you know, like it just like doesn't line up. So when it's like two people that are like genuinely like curious and interested in each other and it's like, whoa, this is awesome. And so I'm just kind of exploring that uh, territory lately. So that's good. That is so exciting. Yeah. It's so exciting. I feel like especially because our episodes have been such a zigzag of like, I know. I've met someone, they're gone. I've met someone, they're gone. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. So but yeah. This one's a good one. This one is a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's so exciting. Um, so what about you, Annie? Have you have you gone on any dates lately? <laughs> no. No, I have been just focusing on the one thing, oh. one thing only. But um, I was going to say, you've met someone new, but I reconnected with someone from my past. Mm. Yeah. My friend, Molly, who we were friends so back in my high school days, there was a Catholic retreat and it was called core Christ and others retreat. And Molly was someone that I had met through that. And so she and I had not 
spoken in eight or nine years, we figured. Mm-hmm. And so it's so funny because she's married now with two mm-hmm. little girls, Mary Claire and Lucy Grace, who are the cutest freaking things. They are so sweet. And so it was really wonderful because um, something that you and I had discussed on the pre, I think, I don't know if it was you and I just talking or on the last episode, but um, when, when you have that like common core of the faith of Catholicism and, and Molly and I talked about this, you don't have to have deep discussions of Christ. There is just that kind of trust there and Mm -hmm. just that bond. And so we totally felt that. And so we, I was over at her house for almost four hours, but we immediately got into like the deepest discussions and we were just like, wow, that was, that was a lot to unpack and we could have talked more, but yeah, but it was really great. So I'm really excited. Did it it feel like you just picked up where you left off? Yes. Yeah. Which is so funny because, because it was high school that Mm -hmm. It was high school, kind of like early college days since we had seen each other. So, but yeah. How awesome is that? I know it's great. And something that I had prayed for was being able to find a good Catholic community when I came back to Cleveland. Yeah. And, and like I had said to you, it's weird coming back to your hometown and starting with a clean slate because Mm -hmm. I only have one friend that is still like from my old friend here. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, she has a group of Catholic gals that she gets together with and they all have children and husbands. So they have the husbands watch the kids and then they drink wine and, and talk to each other about life. And sometimes, (laughs) so she's like, would you want to join us? And I'm like, yes. (laughs) Yeah. That sounds wonderful. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was so good. And it just made me so happy that she had reached out and, and we got together. So cute. Yeah. So I have my little, I have my little Catholic community now Love in, it. in Cleveland. All right. Well, you've got to get to work this morning. So shall we bust a move? Let's do it. So I have been reading mother Angelica's answers, not promises. Look at how cute she is. She's so cute. She cracks me up so much. She's so cute. This is, this book is laugh out loud funny. I, I, you know what? This is absolutely perfect because she has that wit, that like really simple down home wit that I think is probably right up your alley. She has beautiful quotes in here, but my favorite quote in here is so much so that I memorized it immediately. She said, if you've ever wanted to flatten a man twice your size, you know what it means to be Italian. (laughs) (laughs) What? What the hell? And she also said, um, she also said that true grace is not tearing up at the sight of a beautiful cathedral 
it's not wanting to choke your husband after he's publicly humiliated you. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. It's so good. It's Uh, such of like, I love that. So poignant and so beautiful to where like, she'll just give you a wallop of something where you're so teary-eyed and then she'll make you cry laughing. We were just like, where the hell did that come from, Angelica? Love it. So funny. So kind of on the topic of our last episode today, a section that really hit me was when she talked about faith, hope, and love. So that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Lay it on me. The reason, so this was kind of back to back. And so I was at mass on Sunday and the gospel was, so this is a couple weeks prior. If you remember the gospel, um, one week prior (laughs) this last weekend for us. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was when Christ in John six gives the teaching. I am the bread of life. Mm -hmm. The apostles say, this This is, is hard. This is hard which by the way, I was so mad that I didn't have Bishop Barron's um, gospel reflection when we did our episode on the Eucharist, because Bishop Barron said, if Christ was using symbolism, which he did often, but the apostles knew when he was using symbolism and when he was being real, if he was speaking with symbolism about him being the body of, or the bread of life, and his, that the, his body being the Eucharist, if he was being symbolic about that, the apostles would not have said, this, this is, is difficult for us. Cause they'd be like, okay, yeah. If that's a symbol. All right. Yeah. It, it was such a weird teaching that they're like, we're going to be eating well, we're and be your body. I think, I mean, if you, if you look at how he speaks over and over in the gospels, he, yes, he does use a lot of metaphor and symbolism. Um, And in those cases, he always says the kingdom of heaven is like Mm -hmm. a merchant who finds the pearl, you know, a pearl merchant who finds the pearl of great price, you know, like it is, the kingdom of heaven is like a vineyard owner and he says it's it's like that so that you can understand the concept and apply that to a much larger picture but he doesn't say i am like the bread of life yeah, <laughs> he he said, said, I, I am, am with the i am like mm-hmm. the burning bush voice says I am that I am yeah that's very different language yeah so during the homily father Patrick Anderson who is here he works at uh Borromeo Seminary and he's wonderful he's just one of those priests that is on fire and he gave such a great homily and he was talking about how he had an older, uh, an older priest friend. And, uh, he was talking to another priest (laughs) connections and half. So this we'll say like father, a 
was talking to Father B. Half of Father B's like graduating seminary class. So like half of those priests ended up leaving. So they they ended up leaving the cloth and were no longer priests. And yeah. so Father A asked Father B, why did they leave? And Father B looked at him and he said, why don't you ask, why did I stay? Mm. And so he was relating back to the gospel when all the disciples left, you know, instead of asking, why did those disciples leave? Instead ask, why did, why did the disciples and the apostles stay? And so father Patrick was asking, you know, in all of the hurt in the church and all of the priests that have hurt you personally and all of the people that have disappointed you and all of the teachings that have disappointed you in all of, you know, the church ladies and the congregation that have let you down, why do you stay? And I thought that was really good. And it made me think about this faith, hope, and love, you know, these virtues, these, these teachings, these truths, these virtues, I think these are the core of why we stay. Mm -hmm. And when you when you really truly have, have gone away and have come back, you know, from the faith, that's, that's why you stay. So yeah. let's get into it, shall we? So Please. yeah, mother Angelica, she said, faith, hope, and love are the virtues that take you from being a spiritual bystander to being a believer. Faith is what gets you started. Hope is what keeps you going. Love is what brings you to the end. Which is. Yeah. I mean, that's like, it's, it's like, if that were the, the formula, that's the distilled version of, of what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So she said faith on its natural level is confidence or trust. And so like an I, an IOU or, you know, having faith that someone that you're dating is not going to cheat on you, but that, you know, that usually ends up disappointing you. Human faith ends up disappointing you, but because it's riddled with imperfections because we're human. We're yeah. Broken. Right. Yeah. But supernatural faith is founded on God rather than ourselves. Mm-hmm. So supernatural faith is implanted in us at baptism, and it doesn't mean that we know everything about God, but it means that we know that he exists without having to ask for scientific proof. Yeah. And supernatural faith is knowing in darkness that we will one day see the light. Yeah. She gives us example of a man who really needs a job and he's going in for an interview, but there's a drunk driver on the road who is going to be passing through an intersection when he's passing to on his way to the interview. And so he gets a flat tire. And so he doesn't make it to the interview and he doesn't end up getting the job. And so the man is like, you know, why God have you smited me? I needed this job but he doesn't know that had he, had he not gotten the flat tire, he would have been hit by the drunk driver. 
And so having that supernatural faith is knowing that things happen for a reason and that you may have avoided death. You know, you're not getting the job may that flat tire, not getting the job may have been avoided something a lot worse. Yeah. And I think about that. I think about that a lot. Like in terms of there, there are some days when I'm just like late for something, uh, which I don't normally like, like, I'm not like a, I'm not like a super punctual person, but I think it's respectful to be like on time for things. Mm -hmm. Um, so like when I am running late, I can get like in a tizzy where I'm like, uh, like hurry up. uh, uh." But there are so many times when I I like take a deep breath and I'm like, wait, maybe there's a reason why I'm running late. And it's, it's always like, I always think in terms of that, I'm like, maybe I avoided something crazy on the roads, or maybe I was supposed to be here to take a friend's phone call before I leave, or, you know, like there's a whole myriad of reasons. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. And so when she was talking about, this was, this was like a gut punch of a quote when she was talking about supernatural faith, because as much as I think, as much as I talk about faith and heaven and God and all of that stuff, I, and maybe we're all guilty of this. I tend to forget that, you know, the world is thy ship and not thy home. Mm. And, And so she has this quote that I thought was really, really good. And she said, if you realize that God is operating from the vantage point of eternity, and that his plan for you concerns your life in the next world, as well as this one, then you will be more attuned to him. Then your humility will allow you to pray. You will be able to tell him, I don't know you. I can't find you, but I want to. Mm. And I thought that was so good because, you know, how many times have we desired something or, you know, just like we were saying at the beginning, how many times have we dated someone and it's like, maybe this will be the one. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it ends up not being them. And, you know, it's, it's really frustrating and it's like, dang it. And we don't know the full story. Yeah. You know? And maybe, maybe there's something that God is protecting us from and it's frustrating you know, and, but when I think about that quote, it's like, if me not having that thing that I thought I wanted, or that I thought that I needed, you know, if that is best for my salvation, then I don't want it, you know? And so I think it's such a good reminder because as much as we can be faithful and know that heaven is there waiting for us I think we can get very lost in in our desires for now and so I just I thought that was a really good quote and and saying and praying I don't know you I can't find you but I want to <laughs> toot toot there's my sister sorry <laughs> 
like, I'll find you too. She was like, amen. Amen. I'll I'll throw an amen up there. Yeah, seriously. So moving on to hope. So hope on its natural human level contains doubt. So saying like, I hope I win the lottery. It's like, I want to, but I'm likely not going to. Right. Yeah. And supernatural hope is knowledge of God's goodness and power in the present moment. And supernatural hope is knowing that we possess God in every moment. And so thinking about supernatural hope is like thinking about a terminal illness. You know, you, you pray and you hope that that person is going to get better. And, you know, you, you know that God is with that person and that God is with you as you're praying. And there is that hope that there could be a miracle, but there is also, you can also face the facts that it might not. Yeah. Yeah. And that supernatural hope then goes towards if that person passes away, that they have a much brighter future on the other side. Yeah. And that God will then still be with you, it, you know, in your grief after that person has passed mm-hmm. and that God will be with that person in heaven on the other side. And the older I get, I think the more, not the easier that death has become in my eyes, but just kind of looking at it in a different way of that when someone passes away, just kind of reframing it in a way that, you know, how beautiful is it that then you have another saint who's praying for you and that who's watching over you. Yeah. Okay. And so it's like, you have like a direct patron saint, but also not forgetting too, that we need to be praying for them as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, that supernatural hope that we know that what's on the other side is infinitely better than what we could ever imagine. And so, you know, even though it's sad for us on earth, you know, we can rejoice in the fact that that person is no longer suffering and that we don't have to worry for them. We can be so happy that they are they're in the most wonderful eternity and knowing we're going to see him again. Yeah. No kidding. So it kind of lessens that burden. So that's what supernatural hope is, 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 and she says it gives us joy and sorrow and peace amidst the turmoil of daily life. And she said, in certain ways, I think this is the virtue we need most of all. And I was thinking about our world and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. true. Well, some, I, I forget where I heard this, but I heard once that like hope, that Christian hope is, uh, is looking towards God's faithfulness because he is faithful. And like, it's a, it's being sure that he, he has got this even when we don't see why, um, 
so you can continue to hope that like praying for a friend that is terminally ill um that hope that they could get better that they could be healed that that's like that's otherworldly that that can't come from human selves because normally we're so wrapped up in our own grief about a situation you know that it it kind of clouds our our vision of the issue but to be able to be like i know that this is dire but god you are a god of of the impossible and you you are the author of life like you can do whatever you want if you so chose you could heal this person totally will understand if that's not in your plan though like and and so that that does come back to yourself you're right yeah yeah anyway yeah so that's supernatural hope and then love i think this is i think this is the biggest one personally um so love on its natural level is a love of the senses and it becomes selfish because it wants to keep and receive and supernatural love only asks to give and share and so god's love is in our soul mother angelica said someone who possesses supernatural love is able to keep loving when reason says it's time to give up oh that's that's such a good way of putting it i've never heard it said that way yeah and so supernatural love is <laughs> probably the kind of love you had for me when we were roommates <laughs> where you're like <laughs> you're like i want to knock you out <laughs> you were my sister in christ and i'm just going to walk away from you right now no but it's it's the kind of love where you know, with a spouse or with a child or with a friend where you're, sure. like, yeah. you're like, I, she's, she talks about like, when you are hard pressed to find something lovable about that person, but you keep on loving them. That is supernatural love where it's well, like, you find that little thing about. Sure. sure. Well, <laughs> like, uh, you know, I'm amazed. There are so many times when like, I can, I can do or say something and I'm like, oh, that, like, that's not, that goes against like what I normally would, would do or say or behave. And, uh, like, no, knowing that I'm still loved anyway. And, and I think like the act of confession and going, like, even I mean, who said it? It doesn't matter how many times you've fallen. It's that you keep getting back up and you keep like, don't, don't get tired of asking for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Um, because that's the whole life process. Like no matter who you love, whether it is a child, a friend, a spouse, like everybody's, everybody's going to keep messing up and you, you've got to provide that like space where it's like, it's okay. Let's just keep moving in the same direction together. And like, eventually, if you keep trying over time, sometimes you fall down less and sometimes you can start to correct those things that like 
have been causing you grief in your life. And that, I mean, that, that really is love. I mean, yeah. 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 I think I, when I think of like true love, I think of Bakita. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. True love. True love. That is true love for that little S-H-I-T. <laughs> yeah. I, I tell her to go blow smoke. <laughs> Get lost, kid. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's possessing the love of God. So it's being able to love endlessly because I'm just, I'm constantly amazed at how many times, like, how many times I've prayed, like, God. <laughs> How, how do you still love me? Like, thank you for loving me. Thank you for forgiving me, mm -hmm. you know, because I'm constantly amazed that in my messing up, in my ignoring him mm. in, you know, in how many times I do that over and over. And he has the knowledge that I'm going to do that over and over again. And when I come to him selfishly after mm -hmm. ignoring him, you know, that he's still like, Hey, I'm here with open arms. Yeah. You know? But, um, I had an experience with that recently and I had a friend who she had completely fallen off the face of the earth and just stopped hearing from her at the beginning of this year. And so I had to reach out to her for music stuff. And so I got, I just texted her for business and she sent me a voice memo and she was like, Annie, I, I effed this one up. I messed it up. And she's like, if this is all business, I get it. And she's like, if you want to talk about our friendship, I'd like that. But she's like, I completely understand if you, if you don't want to talk about our friendship, you know, and like, we can just move on and just just operate on business level. And I, I wanted to cry immediately because it made me so happy. And so yeah, right. we, we have been, we've been talking and, and she asked the other day, she said, how, she said, how honest is your, oh, cause I, I messaged her back immediately. And I was like, of course. Like I want to yeah, talk. Right. Yes. Yes. I love you. I have all the love. Yeah. For you. Like, I don't care. You know, I'm so happy to hear your voice. And this says like, this is yes. so happy. And, and she asked, how honest is this? And I'm like, it's completely honest because, you know, we're human. We mess up, you know, we're gonna, we're going to fall down and yeah you know, and I had that in the past with, with Kristen and she had fallen away and she was so scared to, mm -hmm. to talk to me again. Cause she felt like she had messed everything up. And I'm like, right. I am so like, I'm just waiting. Like, I don't that people understand, like, I am just waiting, you know, like, I am so thrilled to hear from people. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm not angry. No, oh, I am just so, and it makes me think of the prodigal son. It's like, 
Yes. That dad can't harbor any guilt. And it sounds like, what do you mean you're not mad? And it's like, I am so overwhelmed with love and joy to be speaking to this person again. Yes. I've missed so much. Yes. I'm not mad. Life happens. Heaven rejoices more over that one, that one lost sheep. Yeah. Than the other 99, because it, that, that moment right there is, is really precious. Cause it's, it's like, leave the guilt at the door, leave, leave whatever it is at the door and just communicate. And that's like, that's all God ever wants from us is to just be in relationship. And that's what, that's what you're waiting for. That's what we're all just waiting for is just like maintain the relationship. It like, yes, every, every, every relationship is hard and messy. Like there's always stuff that you've got to work through and in yourself and, and to like give grace for others. I don't know anything that's more worthwhile in this life though. I mean, that's the only, it's the only thing that really matters to be honest. Like you don't take any of this stuff with you into the next life other than love. Like that's the only thing. Yeah. Yeah. And this like reading about supernatural love, it, it made me think about that and just like how elated I was to hear from her. And, and then it also made me think about, you know, I, when I think about the people that I love, I kind of love their flaws the most. Yes. No kidding. Cause it makes them interesting. Yes. Like, you know, my dad is grumpy. Yeah. And he, I call him constant comment because (laughs) I call my dad peanut gallery. (laughs) Yes. He can run a line of commentary by himself. Yep. Like he is a master, but like in a car, if you didn't didn't have that in your life, your life would be way more boring. Yes. You know, and, and that, that is supernatural love, you know, where someone else may look at someone and be like, you know, look at that person complaining or, or look at that person who, you know, whatever, whatever the flaw may be. Yeah. Finding, finding love in those flaws, finding that person lovable when you're hard pressed (laughs) to find them lovable, that is supernatural love. And when Christ called us to love our enemies, he knew that we were going to have to have that supernatural love. Right. One of the most important things about it is that supernatural love doesn't judge or ask questions. It simply gives. Wow. And like, like I said, mother Angelica, she just, she gives little wallops just yeah. little tips that are really good. And she said, she said, love is a decision. It's not just a feeling you can decide to love as God loving freely and endlessly. Wow. You have to choose it. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> made me think about the conversation at breakfast that we had when I was in Nashville last, and we were talking about oh. animals and loving them. But it's like, you know, I have two cats that come along with me, 
Mm-hmm. And if whoever I marry decides that they're going to love those two cats, that's a big deal. Yeah. That's a big commitment of love. Yeah. Because Taco and Spinky are a couple of dinguses. So, so that's like, that's a real commitment of love. Uh, um, but kind of wrapping this up, she said, the important thing to remember about faith, hope, and love is that they are transforming virtues. They mold us and chip away at our weaknesses until we are recreated in the image of God. They aren't magic formulas, but mysteries. They don't make anyone a true believer or a good person overnight, but they give us the fortitude and the grace to slowly and deliberately experience God and to radiate that experience in our daily lives. The reason it is so hard to believe is that the invisible God must become the center of our lives. Believing in God takes a lifetime series of decisions in God's favor. It means not just knowing about God, but wanting to become just like him. Look at this cutie. (laughs) She's so good. She's so great. I love Mother Angelica. Um, I'm I'm really thankful that you brought this to the table because um, you, every time I pray this on the rosary, I always think of you because prior to living with you, if I ever prayed the rosary, those three beads after the first Our Father, um, I just prayed the Hail Mary, but you were the person that introduced to me praying those for the intention of, of faith, hope, and, and love or charity. And um, so every time I pray those, I think of you, which is like such a great association. Like- That's so sweet. Yeah, it is, it is. Um, and sometimes I've like, sometimes I've switched it up too. like, sometimes I'll, I'll be like, okay, I need more patience or I need more help with chastity or I need more, you know? So like, sometimes I, I switched up virtues. Um, but I I always go back to faith, hope, and love. Um, like when you were talking about faith at the beginning, um, there there's one line during mass that stands out to me all the time when the priest is consecrating the bread and the wine. And it's something that like, I hone in on almost every mass experience because that one line to me just speaks volumes. And, and you said earlier, you were like, you know, sometimes there's people coming to the table, like that have been hurt by clergy that have been hurt by other church members that like, it's kind of a miracle that there are still Catholics because it like, it's an old system and it's, it is broken. It's full of humans. It's not perfect. Uh, it does defend truth, but even sometimes in defending that truth, that it missteps, you know, in certain ways. Um, there is a line during the consecration where the priest says, Lord, look not on the sins of your people, but on the faith of your church. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yes, we are sinful, but we also have the faith that you can do what you're supposed to do through us still. Because I mean, everybody's sinful. That doesn't make you any less worthy. Um, in fact, like acknowledging it makes you 
more worthy. <laughs> like You become even more important as an instrument of God if you can look at yourself and go, okay, I understand that I, I need work. I, I need to continually walk this path to become a new creation. And he's the one that can get me there. There's no other way. There's those supernatural virtues. They don't, they don't come from me. <laughs> no. no, no, they all come from God. Yep. Yeah. And I think a good takeaway from this too, is if you haven't reached out to someone because you're afraid, reach out. Yeah. They're wanting you to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, just thinking of that supernatural love and just, you know, pride and worry and guilt can get in our way. And, you know, I just always think about, I need to remind myself of how I feel on the other side of those things. And, you know, and like just how excited I was when Molly had reached out to me and how excited I was when, when my other friends had, had said, you know, can we talk about our friendship? And so, um, a little chatty Catholics homework. If there's a conversation that you've been putting off because you feel worried or you feel it's been too long, go reach out to that person. Cause I bet that supernatural love's going to take over. They're going to be so happy to hear from you. Mm. So that was sweet. <laughs> Weird voice and all. <laughs> yes. Hit home. <laughs> so, well, thank you guys for joining us again today. Yeah. And if you are watching on YouTube, thank you. Why? <laughs> just joking um please like and subscribe go hit the ding bell i think ding ding bat um that notifies you when we post a new episode if Mm -hmm. you are listening on a podcast streaming service please write us a little review and make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and follow us on instagram we are on chatty catholics i will be posting pictures occasionally of cathedrals and Rome. Probably Woo! I'll probably be posting more pictures and videos of cats that I come across on the streets and cats and cat- cathedrals. <laughs> and if you'd like to send us an email topic ideas or if you'd like to tell us a nice reunion story of how you reached out to someone Ooh. and how you are now going to grab a coffee and you feel reconciliation. So Yes. yes. Email us at chattycatholicspod at gmail.com. Love it. And until next time, amen. Amen. <laughs>